Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get into the show, we wanted to give you a quick note about ads. So here's the thing. We genuinely, sincerely like all of our sponsors. We are picky about them. Honestly, probably to the point that it's annoying for our ad sales team. We don't and won't partner with products or brands that we wouldn't use ourselves or don't think our audience would benefit from knowing about. Working with advertisers in the way that we do is what allows us to make this show a meaningful part of our lives and hopefully yours too. So when you use the unique links and codes that advertisers provide for us, it has a real impact on our ability to keep doing this. And we are tremendously grateful for it. If you're ever looking for a specific code, head to a thing or two hq.com slash sponsors and you'll find them all. Thank you for supporting us and the brands who support us. It means the most. All right, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833 632 5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. We talked recently about just like having, like struggling with content mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. struggling with like thinking about, I don't know, just like, Obviously, the experience of going to the Netflix and Hulu and mm. whatever landing page and being like, what do I watch? Yeah. Have been terrible for some time. Like, mm-hmm. that's like, hasn't been a great experience for a while. But I feel like now it's like the same for me as like what to have for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. of that, like, like yeah. how could I possibly? Right. And so the thing I'm trying to sort of lean into is the idea of like creating a theme and I love consuming this. content around a theme. I think it's really smart. I you brought this up because you and Thomas have been watching stuff related to a vacation you're taking. Yes, we're we're like knock on wood, knock mm-hmm. on wood, going to Italy, and I've been consuming content around like like James Bond movies set in Italy, like whatever, mm-hmm. like 1960s, like Roger Moore James Bond movies set in Italy and whatever. And it's just like a nice break to be like, oh right, like there's other stuff out there that I'm not being told to watch, and it's right. actually like not impossible to find. Well, it's a good way to narrow it down. It's also a good way to get yourself excited about where you're going. Chris and yes. I are taking a short trip to New Orleans and I was like, I should watch new, like New Orleans movies. I've yes. already seen the Pelican Brief. And what about Girls Trip? Girls Trip is a I've already Orleans seen movie. Girls Trip. Yeah, okay, right. The but only other Pelican one on the Brief list, so Pelican good, Brief is so good, but the only other one that 
I don't think I've ever seen that was of interest to me because so many New Orleans movies that on these lists are just not of interest to me at all. But I am interested in Double Jeopardy. Oh, love. So I think I've seen it years ago, but like it was so long ago that I probably wouldn't remember. So I'm going to add that to the list because I don't, I've never been to New Orleans. I don't, it's never been an interest of mine enough to have a deep familiarity with it. So I like the idea of prepping myself for it via an Ashley Judd movie. And there should be an Ashley Judd movie for every destination, to be honest. (laughs) I think we, I think we deserve that. No, Pelican Brief is a great one. If I hadn't already seen it, I, I did really, and I saw it somewhat recently, but the thing when you were talking about this, it reminded me of how I, as a youth would navigate the video rental store because you didn't have the internet to tell you what to watch. And there wasn't the same monoculture. Well, a different type of monoculture. It was different. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I would just get really obsessed with actresses, sometimes directors, but mostly actresses. Like I would watch every Sarah Jessica Parker movie. I would watch every Parker Posey movie. And I, that was how I decided what to watch because I had nobody else recommending anything to me. So it was just like, well, this person I like is in it. It's going to be good. John Cusack was another one I went through. Wow. Totally. Totally. I have a friend who was doing this during the pandemic, (laughs) during the pandemic, like we're not (laughs) like a different time than right now. Uh I mean, during year one, chapter one and was doing it. I'm pretty sure with Jake Gyllenhaal movies, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like right now would be a great opportunity to do it with JLo movies because she has that new, that marry me thing Mm -hmm. out. And God, I cannot think of the movie that that Thomas and I saw in theaters in in Palm Springs. Second act, is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I loved that. And I feel like it did not get enough viewership. And the other person who I feel like is like so timely to do this around right now is Kirsten Dunst with all the power of the dog stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about that woman's range. I know. Out of control. It's like Interview with the Vampire, Little Women, Jumanji. Dick. Oh my God, Dick. Jumanji, fun fact, Claire, uh-huh. I entered as a spelling bee word the other day. Was Me too. I, <laughs> I, I, Erica, I did too. I absolutely knew it wasn't going to be, be accepted. accepted, but I felt, I truly felt like it was like the Twitter part of my brain that if I tweeted was like, you are not actually a millennial if you didn't try to enter Jumanji. And I think that's right. I, I just knew it was the first thing I tried. I was like, I, and every other person who was born in the same decade as me is entering this word, knowing full well, it will not be accepted, but you can't not. You can't not. You yeah. can't not. Exactly. And I like, I feel like I've only even seen half of that movie and I owe it to myself <laughs> to see the rest. Oh my God, Virgin Suicides, mm-hmm. bring it on. Melancholia, on. Hidden Figures. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's yeah. just, no, I she feel did. like. And then you turned me on to On Becoming a God in Central Florida, which is astounding, which after Chris watched that was like, I just had no idea how impressive Kirsten Dunst was. And I feel like I need to go see these other things. And we we're like, should we see Power of the Dog? Even though the plot doesn't really appeal I to hear me. You. I hear but, you. Yeah, no. She's, Have you watched Fargo? The TV show? Yeah, because she's no. in she's in some of that. Yeah, me either. But this makes me feel like interested. There's a New Yorker piece that came out recently about just like sort of like the mm-hmm. whole Kirsten Dunst trajectory that I felt like was... It was like, like nice to see. Yeah. And I do think that there's been a small but vocal minority banging this drum for a while that yes. like, she's underappreciated. Obviously, she's never won an Academy Award, which people have been upset about for a long time. And I think just awards in general, she's been passed over for. The other fascinating uh, thing to me that somebody noted recently, and it might have been in the same New Yorker piece, I can't remember, was just that, oh, no, it was in a Hilton Owls Instagram. He was like, she can act because she her face is still her face. She hasn't screwed up her face, which was also a moment that I really had to check my age and be like, oh, Kirsten Dunst is my age. And I am now of the age where people have to comment on there's so few women who haven't and so few actresses specifically who still have their own face. 
Totally. It's like that that adjacent conversation to the Olivia Colman yes, conversation exactly. of Lost Daughter of just yes, like, exactly. wow, a- actresses whose faces can make a full range of expressions. Mm-hmm. Who knew it was possible? Yeah. yeah. But she is so talented and also just like still incredibly beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. The other thing I was like sort of into, especially around books, was this idea. Like basically, I, I like realized that I was like that I'm into speculative fiction, which is like sort of a broad term that encompasses sci-fi and fantasy and like just like things that happen, things happen in the book that aren't like rooted in like actual reality or recorded history or nature or whatever it is. That's like the Wikipedia definition of all of this. And so I was like trying to, I was like, I don't want to fall like deep down into the rabbit hole of the speculative fiction community because again, I just said sci-fi and fantasy and like (laughs) all of it, but I want some more good recommendations. And so I Googled Kindred by Octavia Butler and The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula Le Guin, which are like two sort of like classics in that space and syllabus Mm -hmm. and got like syllabi that, Mm -hmm. you know, list those books and other books by relevant authors, which just like felt like a nice, like quote curated way to do it without doing the you may also likes of the world. It's very, yes. And to not let Google dictate for you what what other people who bought this are also shopping for, but to be like, Someone who was really thoughtful about this, who was building a course on this topic, assigned these books. Also, if you Google the name of like two women, two women authors or two authors of color or whatever, you're bound to get more similar, like you're more like Rex like that. So it's like a good way to avoid, you know, straight white men recommendations in general. I don't know. I don't know. We want to tell you about a podcast we think you'll love. It's called Well-Read Black Girl, and it's the literary kickback you never know you needed. Author and founder of the Well-Read Black Girl book club, Glory Edom, sits down with your favorite authors of color for close conversations on art, culture, and the power of the written word. We love Glory. Also, if you go way back in the archives, you'll find an episode that we did with her when she came out with her book. She is so brilliant. Luminaries like Tarana Burke, Gabrielle Union, Anita Hill, and more discuss how they found their voice, honed their skill, and composed some of the most interesting and impactful writing of the day. You'll meet Black bookstore owners, librarians, and members of the Well-Read Black Girl Book Club to find out what they're reading and what it means to be well-read. Whether you're an aspiring writer, a total bookworm, or just want to peek behind the page of the brightest minds around, this show is for you. Listen to Well-Read Black Girl wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to Jem for sponsoring today's episode. I've realized about something about myself in that I'm much better about taking a vitamin if it feels like eating food as opposed Mm -hmm. to just like swallowing a horse pill that's supposed to do a thing. And like, I feel like I can better incorporate it into whatever routine of, of like having a cup of tea or like treating myself to an afternoon seltzer or whatever to be like, Ooh, what is this like lovely thing I get to, you know, like have, um, to a, a companion thing. That's like not a snack, obviously it's a vitamin, but it's like still a thing you chew and digest it's and treat, something though. about that. Yeah. yeah. It, it does. It does like feel like that in some way for whatever reason. I like to treat it as a lunch dessert because I always want something sweet after lunch and having this is great. And exactly. the thing is though, it's not a dessert. It's a multivitamin, which is great because nearly 90% of Americans are nutrient deficient and GEM solves this issue by filling the gaps in your diet with daily nutritious in one delicious bite. GEM believes in eating your vitamins because food can't fit in a pill. It's not a snack and it's not a vitamin as you know them, capsules, pills, gummies, etc. It's real food, the stuff your body knows and loves designed to make you happy and healthy. GEM is the first multivitamin you eat, not take. 
nutrient-dense bites designed to replace your multivitamins and complicated supplement routines in the form your body understands and digests best, whole food. Free of synthetics, artificial ingredients, added sugar, soy, gluten, and animal products. It's just good food, plants only, packed into a bite. Gem is made up of a blend of over 15 whole food ingredients that give you all the essential vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, superfoods, prebiotics, and probiotics to address our modern lifestyle needs and key deficiencies, helping with total mind and body support. If you want to check out Gem and try their seasonal favorite, Citrus Ginger Daily Essential for yourself, we have a special offer for the A Thing or Two audience. Go to www.gemvitamins.com slash a thing or two or enter a thing or two at checkout for 30% off your first order. That's gemvitamins.com slash a thing or two for 30% off your first order. Thank you, Gem. Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. Anyway, we also wanted to do a beauty update today. Beauty update. I feel like you have a lot to say. You have a I lot don't to know say. if I have that much, but I had more than I thought. I would have. This is really the thing that I have a lot to say about maybe is eccentric molecules. Mm. Eccentric molecules, one, is the purest form of this perfume. And I heard about it. I feel like I probably heard about it from you for the first time. And at some point we were considering carrying it on of a kind. We never did. But this boutique at Brentwood Country Mart called Turpan had a sample of it. And I, side note, I'm not going to get off on a tangent, but I love Turpan so much. It's this like tiny little boutique in Brentwood Country Mart that's mostly a gift shop, but it has this is incredibly tightly curated selection of home items and perfume and some scarves and coats. And their motto is modern, stylish, clever, thoughtful, and classic, which I'm just like, yes, that checks all the boxes of what I want. We should all be. be. Yes. We should all be modern, stylish, clever, thoughtful, and classic. Anyway, That's aspiration. <laughs> it really is. The point of view and the selection is just so incredibly strong and almost all of it outside of my price range, except for this eccentric molecules, which is not an expensive perfume, but I was like, I'll try it because I'd heard so many raving about it. And I kept smelling it on myself even days later. And I was like, you know what? This is days like, after oh, you d- use the oh, tester. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? I know. Well, I, I, I don't know if it was on my clothes. Granted, I was wearing okay. a lot of the same clothes over and over because okay, I was working okay. with a limited selection. And so I went and bought it because it was like, I, I really like it. So it's this weird thing. I'm just going to read you the description because I can't, I, I, I don't want to paraphrase. It does it feel it like up. science and I don't want you to get it wrong. It is. You know what I mean? It doesn't <laughs> just feel like science. It is science. Yes. Thank right. you. Thank molecule you. Molecule O1 consists of the molecule ISO-E super pure and singular. ISO-E super is a molecule that hovers close to the skin to create an indefinable aura around the wearer. It is characterized by a hypermodern cedarwood note with a velvety sensation. The perfumer explains its allure. ISO-E super is one of those skin sexy scents that makes you want to nestle into it. It's comforting, cocooning. It has a marked intermittence to the wearer. It seems to vanish and then reappear, which I can testify to. And it is really odd in that way. This is due to the way it bonds with receptors in the olfactory system, only slowly releasing to make way for a fresh charge of the molecule on the receptors. ISO-E super does not exist in nature. It was created in a laboratory at IFF in 1973. I I have like, there are various pieces of text in this that I think should be called out. Mm -hmm. Skin sexy. 
as an idea, just <laughs> uh-huh. skin hyphen uh-huh. sexy. Yeah. That is like really, really something. Mm-hmm. The idea of marked intermittents, at, like I, it is, I, it is so it. weird though. You put it on, you can smell it immediately. And then sometimes I can't smell it at all, but other people can. And then sometimes it comes back. It's incredibly confusing to me in that way. Eccentric molecules 01 is the purest form of this. It doesn't really have uh-huh, any uh-huh. other sense in it because it itself is not really a scent. It's a thing that reacts with your skin, right? So then they this do- feels s- like a Pixar character, Claire. Like I'm- <laughs> <laughs> So there are other versions of eccentric molecule that have other scents blended with it. This one does have a little bit of scent that is not the ISO E super. And it is a lovely, how do they describe it? Like a cedar, mo- hypermodern cedar one. <laughs> With a um, velvety sensation. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the velvety sensation. So it is, you can mix it really nicely with other perfumes. And I have been doing that, but I also like it on its own. I also noted that on the website, they have the story edition of this perfume, which- excuse me. So they had a competition for everybody to bring to write in stories of their experiences with this perfume because so many people have stories with it. And so the bottle has each bottle. It, they picked out like five finalists Stop. and they sell these bottles with different stories on them. And they are really funny and enter, or just sort of over the top stories of things that happen to these to people while wearing these scents, which I thought like was Metropolitan re- Diary vibes. Like, <sighs> yes, full range of like, OK really short, you know, like three sentence story to a really long one of a guy having to climb out of the window of a woman he was having an affair with and then meeting somebody else. <laughs> and have, it was like so convoluted and over the top and, and floored in the way that this entire brand is. I thought it was hilarious. And then the next day I was ordering food at a little bakery cafe. Everyone was masked. The man behind the counter was like, what is that scent? It's incredible. It's giving me butterflies. Like I, he was like, I just want to hug you. He's like, I don't even, I don't date women, but I just, I like, <laughs> I, it's just really giving me butterflies. And the funny thing was at that moment, I could not smell it at all. And this man could smell it through his mouth. He was like, I would be straight for you right yes. now. Yes. And okay. through the bakery perfumes, we were in a bakery. There were so many scents. He was wearing a mask and he was like, it just, it's real. Like I, I just, I want to hug you. And it, it really is that bitch. Like it does. It really, you just wow. kind of want to nestle with it. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, now I have a story for the next time they do this. Yeah, please. You should sign up to be alerted about the contest. I don't want you to miss out. I don't don't want to miss out either. I feel like they need a pandemic contest, you know, like, yeah, like even with a mask. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's remarkable. That's remarkable. Anyway, I've enjoyed it. I think it's a fun little gift. I think it just smelled. I mean, all perfumes smell different on everybody, but I think this one in particular. And the first time that I asked Chris to smell it, he was like, I don't really smell it. And then the next day he was like, I just put on a mask that you must have been wearing and I can smell it. You smell great. Wow. What are you layering it with? Anything? Are you just wearing it? Sometimes Dolce & Gabbana light blue. Yeah. But mostly I've been wearing it on its own in part because I just have such an extreme curiosity now to become more familiar with this scent. (laughs) Well, it also holds so much power. I don't, you don't, you know, you don't know how it's going to like, yeah, you don't want to dilute its power. It really, it's like a magical little, you're right. It's like a Pixar character. Yeah. What What are you working with these days? Something that I wanted to talk about is blush. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, for years I was in on blush. And then over the last couple, it just felt like one more thing to do. And I don't know why. And like, honestly, it doesn't make sense because here I am looking at myself in Zoom all the time. And Mm -hmm. you would think that I would feel more compelled to wear it, not less. But Mm -hmm. I think it's just like being like, 
I will put on a brow thing and a mascara and that is it. And I will like make the zoom filter, do the rest of the work. Like that is like all I'm willing to do. But then over the last couple of months, I think I was just like, blush this magical thing. Where have you been all my life? And it's like in the, in my drawer, like Mm -hmm. in my drawer. I have a very similar relationship with most products where I'm like, I don't wear eyeliner anymore. And then I'm like, wow. Wow, it really works. It really, when you wear eyeliner, it looks nice on your eyes. Like who knew? Who could have told you? But I think also I acquired two new blushes that I feel very strongly about. And Mm -hmm. I think for a while I had just like been in a bit of a rut with product. Mm -hmm. So the first one I got is this thing called Freck Cheek Slime, which is like the most Gen Z name ever. Like Cheek Slime, Freck, F-R-E-C-K. Okay. The color is Fielding, which is described as like a soft rust. Can you explain the form factor to me? Yeah, it's in like a little teardrop shaped bottle that's very squishy and it's the consistency's serum-y. Oh, it's so it's really, a liquid. It's liquid. It's extremely liquid. Interesting. But it's like okay. a high pigment liquid. Okay. But it's also sheer. So it's like the one I got is kind of a terracotta y color. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of like dab it on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of keep like spreading it with your, it's like a little watercolory in its way almost. Okay. And it is, it's possible to like hit it too hard for sure. I can imagine. But if you start light and then like layer as needed, I think it's really nice. It has, it has like no shimmer or anything like that, mm. but it has like a bit of a, you know, it's a little dewy because it's like serum Yeah. The colors are really pretty. I want them to sell a sampler pack because I want to try these all. Yeah. They're all really nice colors. And they all like, they feel like they would work on a diverse range of skin tones. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, this is a bit of like an alt to a bronzer or something. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I like that like terracotta-y color where it's yeah. like, oh, a little more orangey, less rose, less whatever. Is yeah, this that what you were wearing like- when we went to Pastis the other night? I think so. Your makeup looked great then. I meant to ask you you. about it, but I didn't want to interrupt you when I was thinking about it. Thank you. Thank you. The other alt or the the other option, the other thing I could have been wearing was the Westman Atelier Baby Cheeks Blush Stick Mm -hmm. in Petal. And this is like a pinky blush in that way that I like almost was like, it's too pink. It's like not what I want, but I'm wrong. I'm like fully wrong. I like, I like this, this like poppy spring colored pink. I that's what it, that, it just always makes me feel a little like younger or something. <laughs> uh, totally. It's like, to, it's like a young girl's cheek color. Yes, for exactly. Sure. For I sure. Like that for color. sure. Yeah. And this is by the makeup artist Gucci Westman and people like love this line mm-hmm. in general. It is also, you know, it's one of those cream stick blushes, which I feel like we've like grown up with this mm-hmm. type of product. It's more pigmented than most of those are. Okay. And it also like, it's creamy without just totally disappearing onto your mm-hmm. face or onto your hand as you're rubbing it in, which I think is an experience I've had with a lot of these in the past. And you put both of these on with your fingers. I put both of these on with my fingers. Although people do say that the Westman Atelier, that people have had a good experience with like brush application and have okay. been surprised given the formulation yeah. that it works well with a brush. I like to put a cream blush on with a brush. Yeah. I just, I think I get a better blend that way. I, I, I'm sure I would too. If, I, if But again, like the, the fact that I'm even willing to do this right now feels like as yeah, far no as fair. I can go, you know, well, I couldn't also, possibly. I'd all, it, Val Monroe, who we had on recently, had also written a newsletter about how some, like at a certain age, blush just starts to make you look older. And I was mm. like, am I that age? I don't know. Sometimes I do. And this is how we go, like fall in and out of all of these products. Sometimes I forget to put on blush and I'll be like, I don't know, I think I kind of prefer myself without blush. And that's how you fall off. And then later you're like, yeah, 
Yeah, totally, know? totally. And and I don't do it every day. I mean, I didn't do it today, even though we're sitting here talking about it. So well, you yeah. still look great. That's nice. Thanks. I've been on a. You know what? You know how you're talking about themed content and just yeah. like exploring all the things in a category. I've been doing that with nude lip liner lately. I've been very in. I feel like every third time I see you on Zoom, I'm like, "What's on your lips?" And it's like one it's of these. Nude it's one of these. Yeah. One of these. I mean, I think it. I. It's the thing where like I'm not even if it's just a Zoom call with you, I'm just like I don't want to stare at my lips looking weird. And so no I just am constantly putting it on. Even if I'm just like doing my makeup in the morning and I'm about to go eat breakfast, I'll just I'll I just need some definition on my top lips. And I've trusting I my top lip especially. And I'm I, I didn't know he was the I didn't know he was the lip that acted out. Well, you know, I'm sorry to keep bringing aging into this because there's nothing wrong with aging, but I do think I read somewhere that you lose the definition in your top lip as you get older. What um, don't you lose? Exactly. <laughs> you, but you don't lose wisdom as you get older. You gain no, that. exactly. You gain that. And it starts in the day because sometimes I put concealer um, above my lip in the morning. So then I really lose that definition. And so then I need the lip liner to bring it back because it will blend onto my lip. Yeah. 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 yeah anyway. Yeah. So I've just since high school been really loyal to this Revlon lip liner that I've definitely talked about before. It's the color stay longwear lip liner in nude. And I used to pair it with Bonnie Bell lip lights and shout and sugar. I then graduated to Olo E Oso number nine spring, which is also a cream blush slash lip balm that is wonderful. And then, and sometimes just with, you know, clear lip balm. I have also, I don't wear a bold lip that often because I just don't have the face for it. But when I do, I think that putting a nude lip liner on underneath it helps me to do it the right way because like, cause you can see the lines already. Yeah. You can see the lines. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like offers the definition that my lips need, but yes, it's like, it gives me a line to color inside of. And so I used to, I went through a big phase of wearing flame by Ilya and Mm. which is a very, I think, sort of a good red lip for people who are not confident about a red lip. And this lip liner worked well with it. And then recently I was like, I'm just curious what happens if I venture beyond the like $9 drugstore lip liner. And I found two that I liked so much. So the first one is Trish McAvoy, Barely Nude, which is a very rich color. And it's sort of like velvety and to use that word a second time in this. <laughs> but a totally, different, a totally product. different product. Totally different product. It feels like more of a like, of an actual like lipstick when I put it. Like it feels like it's very huh. clear that I'm wearing. Like a chubby stick? No, because it's thin. It's just it looks more like pigmented, more like a color. Whereas yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. Right, 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 I think right. maybe if I was just wearing the Revlon one, you wouldn't know that I'm wearing a lip color. You'd just be like, it's a like my lips but better vibe. Whereas yeah, this yeah, one looks yeah. more like a color. So I keep it in my purse and because it's like the thing that feels a little fancier. Whereas the Revlon one that I keep in my cup, it's like the Zoom call one. It's a pen. It's your pencil cup. It's your pencil Mm -hmm. cup one. Okay. And then this next one felt like a true revelation. So it's the Charlotte Tilbury lip cheat and iconic nude. And I just put this on and I was like, so this is how JLo does it. Because it is the true like JLo nude lip color. And I don't know how else to describe it. It's just a true, true nude. Iconic nude mm-hmm. is yeah. what you what it it's is. It's an iconic, iconic nude. nude. And it truly does let you cheat your lips because it, it and, and everybody has a different skin, you know, lip color and skin color. Of course, of course. At least for me, this is so close to the exact shade of my lips that it really does. It, it's like got, it, it's much browner than the others. So it really does make me feel like I could fake the size of my lips to some extent. So that's my JLo nude lip liner. I mean, I want that one now. Yeah. Although I feel like you have like ruddier lips than I Maybe. do. Maybe. You just I have, 
big and well-defined lips, not like huge, <laughs> but like you have, you have, you know, the traditionally desirable lips that like you can wear a, a bold <laughs> lip color. I, no? But I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's too much. I feel like a bold lip is just hard. Yeah, but if you wanted to, I don't know. Perhaps. I would love to um, wear a bold lip. I love ladies and bold lips and I just rarely can pull it off. I just think it requires a level of maintenance that I, it's like, you know what I mean? It's, you know what, for me, it's like getting a bold color on my like fingernails mm-hmm. where I'm like, I love how it looks, but then the second it chips, I want to like die. Huh. Like the second I'm, it's the second someone's like, you have lipstick on your teeth. I'm like, well, it's, I'm out, mm-hmm. I'm out, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done. I like shouldn't have done anything. No, the lipstick on the teeth is a problem. I, the thing that I don't mind is a, is a faded bold lip. I kind of like that look, like a lived in bold lip. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I like a like a popsicle yeah. lip yeah, basically yeah, yeah. where you like just dab the lipstick on. Yes. Almost like with a finger so that you're just getting like a stain, but not with a gloss mm-hmm. with an actual lipstick. Yes. Yeah. No, that's the preference. morning after a bold lip. I love it when there's still some left. It's great. Yeah, totally. It's great. Totally. And you could just like put a balm exactly. over it and you're like, mm, mm-hmm. feel chic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. totally. Yeah. Can we talk about skincare for a moment? I would love to. I, I have some thoughts. You have been very committed to a cleansing balm recently and 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 pretty loyal to one. Yeah. Well, you know, another drum I've been beating forever is any any method that will allow me to wash my face without splashing water on it. I am there for it. So micellar water, the cleansing balm. A wipe. Uh, yeah, yeah, a wipe. Cleansing balms that can be wiped off with with a wet washcloth I love. And the cleansing balm feels like the next evolution of that. And I, all of a sudden, everybody's making cleansing balms. But Oak Essentials, which is uh, a line out of Jenny Kane, makes this cleansing balm that is so good. And I've tried, I've now tried several, so I can say this Oak Essentials one is excellent. And I, full disclosure, this was gifted. Jenny Kane is a consulting client of ours. I've, I've still repurchased it with my own money. It's so wonderful. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I need a better understanding of the washcloth component mm. of this and like how many washcloths are being dirtied yes. and like how they're drying out. Uh, there's just, walk me through the washcloths. So at some point you and I had been sent a pack of microfiber washcloths, which yes. I still had hanging around. And I wet them and just wipe it off and then put it on this little rack, drying rack that I have. Like for a towels. towel rack yeah, exactly. Thing. Okay. So I dry okay. it there and I'll use one a couple times because also you're not getting the entire thing wet and dirty every time you wipe yeah. off and you just kind of use the like touch sense to, is it, has this thing been utilized? Is it crispy yeah. or, or yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is it crispy? Yeah. Soggy. Some people <laughs> use a different one every day. I don't really feel that that's necessary, but you need at least. Because you're also like wiping off a clean face. Yeah. And you just, yeah, that, you need I don't four know. in okay. rotation, I would say. And okay. yeah, I just use them, let them dry, toss them in and into the laundry. And that's that. But now I do kind of want the luxury of a really huge supply of cute washcloths because mine are not cute, but I love the mm-hmm. idea of having mm-hmm. fun, special, cute little washcloths in a huge pile next to my sink. Totally in a little basket. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're a, like exactly. you live at a fancy hotel or something. Yes. It's not just that I don't have to splash water on my face. My face feels really clean and really moisturized after I use it. It's just the best feeling. Like I, I, I think that my skin looks quite good after I wipe it off like better than it did before, which I'm always like, why am I putting makeup on if I think it looks better after I take it off? But listen, <laughs> hear you, hear you. But I do just think my skin always looks really well moisturized and just healthy when I wipe it off. It's nice. The other one that I like that I don't think is as good, but is less expensive, but it, it's still really good is the Clinique one. It's called Take the Day Off Cleansing Balm. What a Clinique name, Take the Day <laughs> so Off. Funny. They know their brand. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So the thing that I've been using that I feel like the more the morning when I wake up, I'm like, wow, that just really made a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, who's this? Is the Shani Darden retinol reform. So Shani Darden is this facialist esthetician with clients like Kelly Rowland, Jessica Alba, Rosie Huntington Whiteley. Like, she's the thing mm-hmm. for sure. Like, and she's also just beautiful in that way that you're like, so yes, beautiful. I would like to more like that for me, please. Mm-hmm. So this is a sort of light retinol. It's like 2.2% encapsulated and also has lactic acid in it and aloe. I have been using it one to two times a week. I think I should be using it one time a week. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, the problem is I like how it looks Mm -hmm. the day after, which is how I got to the two times a week basically. But I got I got a facial recently and the facialist said that I don't have dry skin. I have dehydrated, which is a totally different thing. And I think I just hadn't really heard the term dehydrated skin and did not know what that was and just assumed my skin was dry. And so it was like, well, got to exfoliate your dry skin, right. which the lactic acid and the retinol and all of that stuff does. But apparently dry skin lacks oil and dehydrated skin lacks water. Mm-hmm. So you could have oily dehydrated skin. skin. Yeah, that makes sense. And there's this whole birdie article that we'll link to that explains it better than I can. But it's like, basically the facialist was like, you're, you're like over exfoliating. Mm. And that is like, what is drying out your skin. Okay. Okay. And the Um, retinol is what's exfoliating it. And the lactic acid in the retinol, like all those like acid thing, you know, all those like sort of P50 vibes and like all of those things. She basically was like, cut all of that out mm. and do like the retinol once a week. And that's okay. all. I've used this. It's, I still have it because I use it very sporadically. It's my thing when I, I assume that you are also like this, where you do, you wash your face off at night and then you look at the products in front of you and you're like, which one of and you, you go, will hmm. I do today? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you just want to do one thing that's different from your yeah. moisturizer. And you're like, will I exfoliate? Yeah. Will I retinol? Will I do the serum that does God knows what? And the Shawnee Darden one is one where I'm like, I've been going a little hard. I need to ease off. I'm going to do something gentle because to me, it's it's like a serum almost. Like the retinols that I use. Texturally, it yeah. definitely is. Yeah, The yeah, retinols yeah. that I typically use that are like prescription retinols are really thick and they go on the and super white. And those I feel can sometimes be a little aggressive. And this always feels like a very light touch. Although I'm sure that if I went to got a facial anytime soon, I would probably have somebody say the same thing. Like you're doing too much, girl. You are doing too much. Well, and I think that this is, this is way more gentle than a prescription retinol for mm-hmm. sure. And it does have moisturizers and things in it. And I don't feel like I get like, I definitely don't get the redness. Mm-hmm. I don't get the weird flakiness like around my mouth or whatever that I get, that I've gotten when I've tried prescription retinols before. But I think the like general guidance that I got was just like, He's up. do less, <laughs> do less. Yeah. yeah. And so I started basically telling myself, okay, I do this on Sunday. Mm, like, so that I don't, Sunday that I like treat. can't, yeah, so that I can't like get in that headspace of being like, when did I last? Let's do it today. Right, right, right. And then do you put on moisturizer after? Yes. Because yes. part of how this one is marketed is for people who want to baby step into retinol, right? Yes, exactly. Because exactly. it is not, it, it's just not as intense and it's got all these moisturizers. So it's a way, and it's also, again, if I'm recalling correctly, marketed as a way to build up your tolerance for retinol. Yeah. And also that you can like start with once a week and then build to whatever. And like, listen, all of that's like well and good. But again, I I need to just tell myself that it's fine to just do it once. Like it's not like Mm -hmm. 
you know, I don't have to do it more just because it, some people do. Right. No, you don't. I've also been noticing that you have a little bit of curl to your hair lately. You told me it's because you've been mm. going to bed with wet hair. Yeah, Claire, it's this, it's this really interesting beauty um, trick, mm-hmm. which is called taking a shower late at, too late at night and then not giving your hair enough time to dry and then falling asleep and basically like accidentally plopping. Can you describe what plopping is? Yeah, so plopping is a thing where you get out of the shower, you've washed your hair, you get out of the shower. You Basically, you can squeeze the water out of your hair, but you don't want to dry it. You don't want to dry it or get it damp with the towel. You're going to add product to your hair while it's still sopping wet and then flip your head over, pile the hair in a towel and then wrap the towel around it so that instead of being wrapped up in the towel, the towel is sort of holding the pile in place. Holding it in like place, like holding the curls against And what you're doing is you're plopping it into the towel. Right. Like I see. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have to do it with your head. Instead of like twisting it. Exactly. Into the towel. You're popping it in. Yeah. So then your hair dries that way. You can also do this with a t-shirt and, or, and ideally you're doing it. If you're doing it with a towel, it's one of those microfiber, like specific hair towels. And it basically, your hair gets a natural curl from drying in that position. So you can also do it by falling asleep on your I, side on a pillow I, and just putting your head on top of your hair and and then just getting up the next day and not doing much to it. I mean, that is a form of plopping, I believe. I think that is, it's it's plopping for tired I people. cannot believe, A, that you shower at night, B, that you sleep with wet hair. It's And and you're not even pulling it back in a ponytail? Oh, no. I, no. So I don't shower at night every night, but I, <laughs> I want to hear it. I'm because- like embarrassed with myself for sharing this, <laughs> but it's fine. I like to shower on Sunday nights because I like to be have be like done with it and not have to worry about that on Monday morning to be like, wake up and be like, well, I don't have to shower now. Like, that's great. Like it just also for whatever reason feels like part of the process of being like, oh, I'm getting a tiny bit of a head start of my week on Sunday night without having to like open my computer. Cause I just mm-hmm. like took a lovely warm shower and I'm like in a robe and I put on like nicer moisturizer. Mm-hmm. And like, as I've mentioned, treat myself to this retinol reform <laughs> and like treat. whole thing, right? What a treat. I also like showering at night on Monday nights to just kind of keep it going <laughs> to just like kind of because like I have to like I have to wash my hair mm-hmm. basically every 36 hours or it looks so greasy. Yeah. And so then like after then I like then you can have, go I another a, day without washing it after the Monday night shower. Exactly. So like I don't know. It's just yeah. It's like yes, I can take a shower on Monday night and then I have I do Pilates on Zoom on Wednesday mornings. And so I shower after okay. that. And so that gets me back to a Monday shower schedule, oh, okay. but my preference is Sunday and Monday evening showers. I don't think there's anything <sighs> embarrassing about this. I am really grateful to you for sharing. I love it. Thank you. Thank a couple you. of comments. Yeah. I completely relate to the Sunday night thing because in a previous life, what I, I used to. Oh, you used to do beauty parlor. Exactly. So Chris would, when I used to do curling wand my hair for the week, I would go through my hair and like kind of the opposite of a blowout where, or something like a blowout, (laughs) I would wash, you know, wash and dry my hair and then go through each piece with a curling wand. So then it was sort of set for the majority of the week. Like it was in a good place. And I would do that on Sunday nights while we watch TV and Chris would call that beauty parlor. 
or beauty salon. I can't remember. Yeah. And I did really feel like I was getting out of the week where Monday, you know, I could not have to wash my hair, not have to think about styling it or anything. It was great. And so I really, really relate to that. What I don't relate to is the idea of showering at night is so daunting to me. I'm so tired at night. The idea really? of do, not only am I so tired, but then it's going to wake me up. I just cannot imagine. I think, I think at night is like, Sometimes it's like before dinner or whatever, but it's still just like, it's like evening sometimes. Sometimes it genuinely is too late and it's like 9 p.m. And and that's when when I get my faux plop and all of that. It is a true luxury though to wake up and to not have to wash your hair and to just have been done with some portion of your morning routine. I absolutely love. And the idea of washing your hair before work in the morning is now crazy to me. I mean, I do it, you know, a couple times a week, but I always feel like, my God, this is so much work. That's the thing. I think it's like way less daunting to do do it in the evening. And it also feels like, I don't know, like a little, it's uh, the other part of it is it feels like a luxury to climb into bed, like clean. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Um, and to like have like wash the day off of you, even if the day was just being in my apartment. I don't know. I don't know. No, thank you for sharing. I I find this really (laughs) illuminating. I do think there's really something to be said for doing something at night that you won't have to do in the morning for sure. Yeah. It's like people who wear yes. their workout clothes to bed because putting on a sports bra is so awful that the idea. Yeah. It's like the yeah. I, the whole idea of like overnight oats yes. are this. <laughs> the whole. Yes. Overnight oats movement is <laughs> the this. movement. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> That's the show. Yep. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com.